0: Lord bless you You may be seated tonight may the Lord richly bless you thank you for your worship I love being in the house of God and it is certainly not just uh something for me to say when I say there's no place I'd rather be I mean that with all my heart and be honest with you I feel that way about seven days a week I just want to be in the house of God amen I just want to be with God's people I want to be in the presence of the Lord Thankfully, tonight you have chosen to be in this place, and I believe God's going to speak to your heart and touch you uh, before you leave this house tonight. We will be uh, working this evening in the book of Psalms, Psalms 138, and uh, while you're turning there, I just want to say to those who are joining us online tonight, thank you for joining us from midweek, we're very glad that you have joined with us to worship and to our guests that are in the house this evening we are delighted to have each and every one of you here amen we bless the lord and thank god for precious people being in the house of the lord amen uh i have a i don't know where the andrew's porter in here let me see that handsome dude is it your birthday today <laughs> today is your birthday how old are you porter Six years old. Man, I wasn't that handsome at six. You got us all beat. Happy birthday, Porter. I just heard a few minutes ago it was your birthday. Happy birthday to Porter Harrison. Amen. Such a handsome kid. What a blessing these children are. Man, I'm telling you, we are blessed at FPC with some kids right now. Amen. It's amazing. I, I was watching the children's choir sing the other day, and I thought, where in the world did all these kids come from? Praise God. We got a bunch of them around here. I'm thankful for it. You know what that tells me? The church is in good hands. Amen. The future is looking good. Yes. Praise the Lord. When, when we uh, start chapel on Fridays, you know, they start every day with pledge allegiance to the flag, pledge allegiance to the Bible, pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. And I have started making them at chapel, put their hand over their chest and pledge allegiance to hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. I believe, I believe we are blessed to have a generation of one God, young people. Praise the Lord. I'm proud of our students, proud of our young people. Praise God. We are so very blessed tonight in this church to have a rich heritage and a rich future. And uh, I thank the Lord for that. I had a man tell me one time, I uh, was operating a business, and, and uh, he was saying the second generation was leading the business at the time, and the third generation was in college. To run the business, and he said, You know, it's usually the third generation that messes up the business. And then he stopped and he said, Wait, didn't your dad and grandfather pastor that church? <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It it's one thing to have a rich heritage, it's another thing to have a bright future. And there's a lot of movements in this world that can say their best days are behind them. But the Church of the Living God is not one of those movements. Our greatest days are ahead of us, and I believe that with all my heart. Amen? Amen. That will be sort of the nature of where we're going tonight to the book of Psalms 138. It's a short chapter, so we'll read the whole chapter together. And uh, you've been standing for a long time. If you want to stand, you're more than welcome to stand Uh, It's eight verses. If you can make it eight verses, we can do that. It's short. I know some of you are wishing right now that my sermons were like David's 138th Psalm. (laughs) Praise God. Shorten this thing up a little bit. Let's read Psalm 138 together. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name. For thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Think about that, church. Amen. In the day when I cried, thou answeredst me and strengthened me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the words of thine own hands. Could we put our Bibles down tonight and just lift our hearts and hands towards heaven and give God thanks and praise for his precious word. Would you help me do that right now? God, we love you. We honor you, precious Lord. We honor you, precious Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God, that you've got us tonight in your almighty hand. There's nothing hidden from you, God, nothing too hard for you. We trust you tonight. Speak in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And let the church of the living God say amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Oh, it feels good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise God. Psalms 138, the 138th Psalm um, is placed, in my opinion, in a good spot. I don't know exactly how, uh, of course there's opinions out there about it, exactly how all the Psalms were placed in the order that they were. But it's very interesting that 138 would be placed next to, of course, 137, uh, later after they were chaptered and versed and all of those things, because the 137th Psalm, if you read that one, It is uh, the psalm that talks about by the rivers of Babylon. There we sat down, yea, we wept. We hanged our hearts on the willow. I just preached that uh, a few weeks ago. My song belongs to the Lord. Uh, It's because they refused to sing that song to the Babylonians. When they said to them, sing us the songs of Zion... What they did not ask them, uh, they didn't know they were asking them to do, they they spoke it themselves. Sing us a song of Zion. Well, the songs of Zion belong to the Lord. And I'm not going to sing the songs of the Lord and cast my pearl before swine. Somebody say amen if you believe that. There are some things in this world that do not deserve my praise. Furthermore, not only do they not deserve my praise, they don't even deserve my attention. Amen. It'd be amazing how much peace we'd have if we'd make up in our minds that we will dwell our mind on the things of God. We would not be pushed around by the confusion of this world. uh, I've said it many times before, there are some people that you're scared to death to ask them, how you doing? Because you're afraid they might tell you the truth and take a long time to tell it. There's some folks that have a recurring theme, if you understand what I'm saying. It's like every time you ask, you kind of get the idea what it's going to be. It's never good. It's never a good report. It's always something bad. Last week it was the left knee. This week it's the right knee. Next week it's going to be the left shoulder blade. You just, I mean, you know, after a while that gets a little exhausting. How you doing? Well could be better. Well, couldn't it be for all of us? You know, it it, it could be a little better for all of us. But as I said a few moments ago, there's something that happens in the mind of a person that when your feet hit the floor in the morning, it doesn't matter if it's raining, snowing, sleeting, shining. When you open up your mouth, you say, this is the day. I wish somebody tried that right now. This is the day. That the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. Woo! Come on, let's do more than talk about it right now.
1: I will rejoice.
0: Praise God. So, Psalm one thirty seven described the psalmist's inability to sing before the heathen. Psalm one thirty eight is a declaration. That even the kings of the nation will praise my God. It's a powerful moment when you learn that the things that are troubling you today will someday bow their knee and worship your God. Worship is something that is so powerful because it's something that nobody else can do like you can do. And I know sometimes it's easy when we come to the house of the Lord to say, I'm going to let somebody else stand. I'm going to let somebody else clap. You know, I'll let somebody else worship. But understand, he created you because he wants your song. Pastor, I can't sing. I I don't even like to sing in the shower. Oh, but he loves your song. He loves your worship. He loves your praise. He loves to hear what only you can say because
1: nobody else can say it. But you don't know where I've been today. But he does. You don't know what I've been through today, but he does. And that's why he wants your song. Even if you're having the darkest day you've ever had, there's something powerful about being upset and being broke down and being distressed and being afraid. But you lift your hand and say, when I am afraid, I'll fix my eyes on you and I will bless you, Lord.
0: Begins with a bold declaration. By saying this, I will praise thee with my. Well, y'all are preaching so good. Now, this is going to sound trivial to some. But I've always had this little hang up in me that what you say really matters. Amen. I don't like words. I don't like to just throw words out, you know. And I've always had this issue of. Telling even my wife that I love you with all my heart. Because I don't. If I give her all my heart, where does that put God? You've heard me tell the story of my friend's grandparents, missionaries. She didn't want to go. And she told her husband, she said, I'm not going. You waited too late. We got kids now. She went to prayer and the Lord said, if those boys are going to be a problem, I'll take them out of the way for you. She said, I'll go. David said it like this, with my whole heart. Have you ever thought about that? I'm not talking about wasting words. With my whole heart, I will praise you. Now I'm going to get down where some of you are living right now, so get ready to be just a little bit uncomfortable. Now, I know there's probably nobody in here, so let me just preach to the people that are watching online, and we'll hear this later. But we have a little problem sometimes of not wanting to let things go. Get frustrated, get hurt, and we hold on to that. And we've been wounded, broken. I don't think there's anybody in here tonight, I don't, I, even young kids perhaps. uh, I don't believe there's anybody in here that could say, I've never been hurt, never been wounded, never been broken. Uh, When I was a kid, they used to say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. It's a lie. Once you say things, you can't get them back, and it hurts. And, 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 And I've been hurt, and I've hurt. You understand what I'm saying? I've hurt people. I know that. I've hurt people. And uh, when you've been hurt by somebody, you can say, you can say, I forgive them. But the next time you see them is the real test. When they walk in and you say, well, I forgave them, but I'm going to go down aisle four while they turn down aisle six. So this is the question, and this is not the kind of teaching y'all like, I'm sure it's not for you anyway it's just for people online have you really forgiven if there's a wounded place in your heart that refuses to heal not because God can't heal it but because you won't give God access to it can I tell you that more than likely this psalm that David wrote was later on in his life and David had been in trouble if you read this chapter in context you understand that He's been through some things, and he said, I'm going through some things right now. And when I go through some things, I still trust you. There was praise for the past, declaration of intent for the moment, and his declaration of praise and confidence in the future. But I'm saying to you tonight, it's one thing to open up your mouth, and I'm taking you somewhere right here. It's one thing to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I love you with all my heart. It's another thing to love him with all your heart. Even the part that's been wounded. Even the part that's been bitter. Even the part that's full of guile. Even the part that at one time hated something or somebody so bad, perhaps even the Lord. My wife and I were uh, in the airport the other day and began to witness to our server at the table in Dallas. And, uh. She began to open up her heart. My wife says it happens everywhere we go. As soon as they find out I'm a pastor, they start. I get counseling sessions for free all the time. She said, you know, my, my, my family even, I think her sister maybe is in ministry of some kind. She said, but my dad's got a sickness, and she told us what it was. And she said, just to be completely honest with you guys, she said, I've been a little bitter against God. I'm like, well, you know, I, I think everybody's had questions. I think everybody's had questions, but I want to tell you how healing, and and I'm not trying to overemphasize something and make a mountain out of a molehill right here. But when David said, with my whole heart, I'm going to praise you, I want you to know there is a healing process that begins to happen when you can open up your mouth and say, Lord, with my whole heart, I will praise you because in your mind, you know the things that you've been holding back the broken places, the wounded
1: places. And when you say, Lord, I'm going to praise you, the Lord looks down and he says, whoa, I've got access to a broken place that I haven't had access to for a long time. They used to say they were going to praise me with their whole heart. But they held that back for me, David said. I may have been wounded. I may have been offended. Saul may have tried to take my life. Jonathan may have even forsaken forsaken me. My own wife may have walked away from me and mocked my worship. But with my whole heart. With my whole heart. Every part of who I am. Every
0: part that's whole, every part that's healed, every part that needs healed,
1: every part that's fractured, every terrible memory, everything that I've been through. God, my worst days give you praise that I made it through. The most difficult times in my life, I give you praise for that because you molded my character. You developed my character and I praise you that you brought me through. I'm not just going to preach on through this right here because I believe the Holy Ghost is healing somebody in here right now. I believe somebody's about to expose some things to God that you've held on to for a long time. I've been wounded and I've been afraid, but tonight with my whole heart.
0: God, with the part of my heart that I've given, To sin that I've given to addiction, the part of my heart that I've given to making money more than I did your presence, that part, I praise you with it because I need you to heal my heart. It's amazing to me how the New Testament language speaks of things and oftentimes it's hard for us to connect the dots, but isn't it amazing how Jesus Christ himself connected together the heart and the treasure," he said. "You never have to guess where somebody's treasure is, because that's where their heart is. It's not. It's it's really not hard. But you can tell some some things. And I told you I'm gonna make you a little uncomfortable, but I, I want to tell you something that folks don't really like to talk about. But some folks, their treasure is their wound." I said, some folks, their treasure is their wound. My, my, my. Well, I feel feel that little bump in the wall right there. They treasure their wounds. Everybody all right being a little uncomfortable? Because our wounds have gotten us attention through the years. Our wounds have gotten us sympathy through the years. But you're looking at a man tonight that would by far rather have healing than I would sympathy any day.
1: Woo-wee.
0: I thank God for a loving wife. She's done things that I don't think I could ever do. You know, I just, I I don't understand the strength of a woman. I really don't. I, I don't understand the way they work. It's like God wired them up different. And I thank God for a loving wife. She's put up with me for 20 years of marriage. I thank God for that. But I've had times when, when I was sick, I was at my worst, and she'd walk in the bathroom, and I'm kneeling before the porcelain throne, and she has the courage to walk in there, and I, you know, hopefully I've been the same to her, but she'll walk in there sympathetically and say, Babe, here, here's a cool rag for you. Put it on my head. Help me wipe my mouth. Do you need anything? And I thank God for that sympathy. But, but I'm taking you somewhere right here. I don't want to stay sick, so she'll stay sympathetic. Ooh, I'm trying to break through something right here. Been a while since I felt like this on Wednesday night. God's about to break down some things. Somebody's going to leave here free in Jesus' name. I'm speaking that prophetically tonight. I, I, don't, I don't want to remain sick so that I can have sympathy. I want to get well. I'm, I, I'm, my, my next step in that sympathy is as soon as I can hold it down, let's get some chicken soup. As, as, soon, as, I, as, soon, as, as soon as I can hold it down, let's put something on my stomach so that I can get better. Let, let's, let's get some Gatorade or some, something with electrolytes in it so I can get my system Going back up. I I don't want to lay here and die dehydrated so that somebody will pat me on the head and say, Oh baby, I'm so sorry you're sick. And some of us have wounds and fractures in our spirit that we wear a cast on and we don't care anything about getting it healed as long as we've got the morphine of somebody's sympathy that continues to tell us, I'm sorry that you're broken. My, my, my. But one of the most freeing things that will ever happen in your life is when you take that cast off of your spirit and you say, I'm tired of being wounded and I'm tired of being broken. I'm tired of turning to other things. It'll turn you into somebody you never dreamed you would be. I'm telling you right now, there's people in this room tonight that never dreamed they would have ended up in a darker place as they were. There are people in here tonight that didn't intend to be an alcoholic, but they became that. Because they were temporarily putting a cast on their spirit and trying to run away from things that had hurt them and wounded them. But one night at an old-fashioned altar, when they, whoa God, I feel the
1: Holy Ghost. When they came in and bowed their knee at an altar of repentance, they said, God, I'm tired of putting a Band-Aid on it. I want to be healed. I got to be healed. I want to be free. I want to be delivered. I want to be set free. Somebody
0: shout yes if you believe what I'm
1: saying.
0: I want, to, I want my life to be the place that when I say, Lord, with my whole heart, I praise you. And he knows. How many of you know he knows everything? I was telling the Lord that in prayer tonight. I tell him often, Lord, there's no thing hidden from you. I wish we'd live like we knew that sometimes. There is no thing that's hidden from you. And I said, God, I want even the hidden things that I've hidden from other people to be healed so that I can worship you with my... Woo, y'all are preaching good. With my... I will praise you with my whole heart. I will worship you with all my heart. He said, before the gods will I sing praises. Now this is interesting because... I don't really know exactly why or or how the translators came up with this. If you read on down in the chapter, uh, he speaks of the kings that will give praise to the Lord. And it seems as though the same language is being spoken here in this verse before the gods. It's it's very interesting because it's used interchangeably. It could also be before the kings. For the kings will I sing praise unto thee. And it's, it's very, very interesting, um, and I don't have time to, to chase after this tonight, but I want to help somebody. If this language is proper that he's speaking of the kings of the earth as gods, wouldn't it be interesting to know the things that we've given thrones to in our lives that have become gods to us? What are you enthroning in your life? What, what, what is it that you're enthroning? Well, how do you do that, pastor? You do it with your mouth. You do it with your actions. You, you may open up your mouth and say, Lord, you're first. But your actions say something completely different. And you begin to enthrone things. Even some of the bitterness that I was talking about. Become the king of your life. It's become a God to you. You have enthroned that and you have made it more worthy. And David said, I want to be crystal clear about this. Whether it's gods or kings, I want you to know I will sing your praise before the gods of this world. There is nothing. What, 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 what's, the, what's the concept here, pastor? What's the principle? It's very simply this. That anything I give life to and give attention to, that I've made an idol in my life, David said, I want to be sure that the record is clear, not just between me and God, but between me and that idol in my life. He said, I will sing in the face of idolatry. I will sing in the face of the kings of this world. It's one thing, oh Lord, I didn't mean to run this this far, but it's here. It's one thing to sing praise to the Lord on Wednesday night. Because there's people around and they can say, oh, what a worshiper. It's another thing to go to your own private world. And to sing in the face of idols. When that temptation comes to you and your praise becomes greater than that idol. When temptation comes to you and your praise. Listen, y'all may think I'm nuts. You you really may. And if you do, it, probably right. I'm a little crazy. But... Bishop and I had a conversation today. Brother Caleb was there. Uh, a man by the name of Larry. I, I've, I've known Larry for a long time. And uh, Larry, back in the day, he was an old he was an old wino man. Larry was a he was a heavy, heavy drinker. Got a neat testimony. He, he was telling us today. He said, "I used to go to the bar on the west side of town. And he said bullets would fly. My wife's taking my kids to church every week. He said, but I get I'd get in those nightclubs, man. Bullets be flying past my head. And he said I didn't realize then that God was sparing in my life, and he told the story, he said, uh, now please understand me, we're, we're sitting in the middle of a Chinese restaurant, this guy's testifying, and he said, I went to church, he said, I went to, a, went to church, the Lord touched me, and he said, I'd had three DUIs, and I went before the court, and the judge, the boy that was in front of me, he said, uh, well, judge, I don't know that there's anywhere else for me to go but prison. The judge said, you feel that way? He said, yes, sir. He said, well, sounds like to me you want to go to jail. He said, well, I don't know where else to go. He said, all right, go load him up in the bus. I sent him off. Larry stepped up, and he said, well, what do you have to say for yourself? He said, I just bowed my head down. He said, you going to go to jail, too? He said, I guess, judge. He said, all right, load him up on the bus. Larry said, I took a step, and I just dropped my head, and I started to walk out the door. And he said, wait just a second. He said, I feel something different about you. He said, that other boy wanted to go to jail. He said, but I don't feel like you belong in jail. He said, sir, do you think you need help? He said, yes, sir, I do need help. He said, will you put yourself in a program? He said, yes, I will. He turned him loose. He said, I put myself in a program. And he said, when I left the court that day, my intention was to go home and to put myself in a program like AA or something and get control of my life. He said, I went home and my wife was leaving on Friday to go uh, on a trip with family. He said, as soon as my wife left town, I went back down to the bar. He said, I got me a gin and grapefruit. And I was sitting at the bar and he said, the owner of the bar, call him by name. I used to know him years ago. He called him by name. He said, the owner of the bar walked up and said, Larry, I wish you'd quit drinking. He said, I can quit drinking. He said, you can quit drinking? He said, yes, sir. I can quit right now. He said, Larry, if you can quit drinking, I'll drink that drink. He said, well, then you can have it. Slid the drink down there to him, and he said, I had every intention of checking myself in. He said, but when I got home that night, he said, something got a hold of me. And he said, I went in there into the kitchen, and I heated up some milk, put a little bit of honey in it. I drank that milk and honey, and he said, I went in there, and I laid down, and when I woke up, he said, my shadow... Was laying there in the bed because I had sweated, started sweating all the alcohol out of my system. He said three days later, my wife got home. She walked in, looked at my face, and she said, thank God I've got my husband back. He said, you mean you can tell right now? She said, oh, I can tell. He said, you know what? The Lord had his hand on me, and I
1: didn't go to that program. I went to the house of the Lord. I thank God for programs that can help. But I thank God for a God that can heal. I thank God for his presence that can deliver. I think, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you've ever been delivered, you ought to shout yes. You can look at that bottle that used to run your life and say, I give God praise that you don't own me anymore. You can go to that drug dealer and say, I give God praise. You don't own my life anymore. I will praise before the gods. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. He established my going. He set my feet. For the gods,
0: <laughs> I will sing praise. Woo! I've heard the testimonies, and I thank God for it. The folks who said their lives were owned by alcohol, but they went home, started dumping it down the commode, got all the fish in Madison County drunk. I can promise you there's been worse than that in White River. (laughs) Uh, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a what? I will sing before the gods. He took that addiction from my heart and he put a song in there. And it's
1: a song of praise. And I'm going to sing it before the kings of the earth. I'm going to sing it before the gods of the earth.
0: Now just connecting the dots of context and i got to move on. But it's very interesting that later he said even the kings of the earth will praise you. You understand if that's the context of where we're coming from right now. He said, I'm going to praise you in the face of it right now. But someday, even that
1: king himself is going to praise you. Someday, every king of the earth will admit they did not have the answer and they were not the answer. But then, thank God, you know the answer.
0: Can you imagine? I got to hurry. Can you imagine? Darius rolling back and forth in his bed all night, sweating. What have I done? I put that boy down there in the lion's den, and all he did was pray. You read that chapter, Darius liked Daniel. If you read it, he, it wasn't Darius' idea to, to write the, 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 the law that said you, you can't pray to anybody else. The jealous people brought it to Darius, and he said, oh, oh, okay, I'll sign it. They said, well, here's the problem. That boy you liked that you were elevating, well, three times a day, he's been opening up his windows, and he's been singing praise in the face of the gods. He said, well, okay, then I guess we better put him in there and you guys can believe it however you want to. My my favorite version of this story is the Sunday school boy in my mind. That's my favorite version of this. Cause Daniel walks up in there. West, come come help me real quick. You look fierce and mean, so you're gonna be a lion. Just lay right here if you don't mind. Just, just sideways right there with your feet point to them. Yeah, either direction. I don't care. I'm not picky, I'm not bossy. Yeah, you can just lay down there. Boy, you look like a mean lion. Woo! Kind of smell like one a little bit. This is what I see. I see them saying, all right, you big buffoon. You can't obey orders. So you're going in the lion's den. Now you get it in your mind the way you want it. But this is not the version that I saw.
1: Oh, what am I going to do? They're going to kill me. Oh, God. No.
0: This is the one I see. You want me to go in? Yes, go in. To God be the glory. Is this the line? This is it? That door closes behind him. Well, I don't know how long I'll be here. But until then, Lord, I think I'm just going to lay right here and rest in my trouble while Darius is over in the bed rolling around and worried old Daniel's there he gets about five strokes deep on that eight cylinder engine over there and there's a voice that comes screaming through the
1: gate Daniel Daniel <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Daniel, are you all right? Yeah, you woke me up. What did he say? He said, Daniel, your God is God. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Your God, He is God. You know what I'm saying to the gods of this world? One day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.
0: Then he said, he said, I will worship in your holy temple. know what this is this is our chance to come to church and testify that I didn't just get my praise on at work this week I didn't just get my praise on at home this week but I'm coming to the house of God
1: I'm gonna say thank you Lord that you brought me through another week Thank you, Lord, that you turned my mourning into dancing. Thank you, Lord, that you turned my sorrow into joy. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I may have come on a Wednesday night to just get a Bible study, but something got a hold of me. And I said, Lord, I thank you for bringing me through another week, for bringing me to the house of God. I'll worship in your temple.
0: Woo! I'm trying to hurry. He gave us some reasons for his praise. He said, for your loving kindness and your truth. Thank you for your loving kindness, for your truth. He said, Lord, I thank you that you have magnified your word. Above all, thy name. If I had time. We dig into this a little bit because there's power about teaching in this. But the essence of this is that his word has been magnified even above his very character. Uh He said the words that you have spoken are greater even than the essence of your character of who you are. You, Lord, have magnified it. So listen. He said you have exalted your word above all thy name. So let me help you understand something with this. And again, I got to hurry. A lot of this is not just predicated on the, on the power of who he is, but technically it's predicated on how I see him. If his name to me only means this much, now my mountains are here but his name is here. am I helping anybody? My problems are here, but his name is what 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 was it? David said in Psalm 34, oh, bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I love. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us oh, see now y'all are preaching. Let us his what? Exalt. My God, I feel him here. Exalt his, but his word is exalted above his. So the higher I exalt his name, shh, are y'all following? Let us, let us exalt his name. And when I look under the hills from what's coming, my help, I see his name because I exalted it. But right there above his name, I see a word.
1: It's the word of God that says, lo, I'm with you always. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you having a tough time? Yes, sir. Have you been through some loss? Yes, sir. But I'm not going to walk around with my head down. I'm going to lift my eyes. I'm going to exalt your name. I'm, oh, God, I'm going to lift your name because your word is exalted.
0: If I had a few minutes, I'd say something good tonight. Praise God. Y'all stay with me. the day when I cried out, you answered me. You gave me strength. Lord, you strengthened my soul. You strengthened my soul. Bishop, I've had days when my body didn't feel so strong. But I had a deep settled peace in my soul. Going through hell on earth, but you walk through there, Sister Jenny. You just can't quit when you walk through. You just say, "I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right." I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Oh, did they call? No, not yet. The bank give you the answer yet? No, not yet. The doctor call you? Nope. You mean you had not got your test results back? No, but I got a feeling.
1: R.B. Bingham would call it kingdom talk. It's our ability to lift our mouth and say things that don't exist yet. I got a feeling when the doctor calls. I got a feeling when the surgeon comes out of the surgery, everything's going to be all right.
0: I don't know. You church people are weird, man. But everybody else wanted to isolate and everybody else wanted to get away. You guys want to congregate, yep, because I got a feeling. Woo! I feel kind of like the, don't judge me. I saw it when I was a kid. I kind of feel like the Wizard of Oz, you know. Got lions and tigers and bears. Yeah. You got Delta, Omicron. Oh my! What are we gonna do? I got a feeling Everything gonna be all right. Well, Pastor, what, 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 what man, what are we gonna do? I just got a feeling. I can't explain it. I can't make sense. Some of it I can't show it to you on paper. I can't make
1: sense out of a lot of it, but this is what I know. I got that deep, settled peace in my soul. When I called on the Lord, he answered, and he strengthened my soul.
0: Uh, Y'all, I feel weak in my knees tonight. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Thank you, Lord, that when I called, you answered. I give you praise for what you have done in the time of crisis in my life when, when I didn't have anywhere else to call. There wasn't no helpline. There wasn't no hotline. There wasn't no website. There ain't no Facebook community help. Sometimes you just got to get down on your face and say, God, this one's you. I can't do it. I stood by the bedside of people that I thought was going to live, and he said they weren't. I said, I don't know what to do. He said, well, then let me strengthen your soul. When I called on him, he answered, and he gave me strength in my soul. I'm hurrying to a close. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. Because the things that I've been saying, I hope, are going to match up with the things that you're saying. And the praise that I gave you in the face of the kings of the earth is going to sound like the words that you're saying to the kings of the earth. You know what? I think we ought to start saying what heaven's been saying. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> I think we ought to find out what's God saying about it. And that's what we ought to start saying. How's God feel about that? Well, then that's what I'm going to say. Anybody here tonight think God's sitting out over the balcony of heaven wrenching his hand saying, what am I going to do? Anybody think the Lord's got his knees quivering up there, saying this one's a little bigger? Oh, oh, myself. Did you get oh, myself. What am I gonna do? I believe the Lord's sitting on the throne tonight, saying, "Michael, get over there, over Israel, right now. Got some things I need to take care of." want that host to go with him. Matter of fact, give me about 150,000. You follow with Michael right over there right now. Now down there on 53rd Street, y'all may not feel what I feel right now, but it's dangerous. Now down there on 53rd Street, there's a group of people that's been calling on me. I need about 250, 300 angels right now. Just go stand by somebody. Woo-hoo.
1: I need a few angels just go down there and stand in that church. I want some of you to stand out there around that property. I want some of you to get ready to get in that car and ride home with them tonight. Go home and deal with their lost husband. Go home and deal with their lost wife. I'm going to send my spirit to work.
0: we want to see it in the word okay okay for though he sits high the scripture that same verse said he's high but he respect he's mindful when I'm at my lowest He's not at his weakest. As a matter of fact, his strength, elder, it's made perfect. My God, I feel it all over me right now. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I feel the Holy Ghost moving in here. I said in my weakness, his strength. Is made perfect. Somebody ought to just reach out and touch his strength right now. <laughs> <laughs> But you want to find out a way to get God pushed away from you? He put it in there. David said, he'll come down to the lowly, but to the proud. You don't want to be in a place where you're a long ways from God. He said, he's a far off. How far is that, Pastor? I don't know, but it's further than I ever want to feel. God humble me tonight to admit to you, this thing is bigger than me. I can't climb this mountain on my own. I don't have the strength to finish this on my own. God, I need you. Help me to lower myself. Help me to decrease. John said it. Decrease. That you might increase. And with this I close. He said he reaches down and he helps me. With his right hand. Mm. With his right hand. He's going to reach out to my enemies. What do you think about this? The right hand of God represents his strength and his power. The psalmist said right here, he said, when I'm in the midst of trouble, not when I'm through it. Are you hearing me? Read that language. When I'm in the middle of it. Anybody in here know what the middle of it means? Come on. You may be in the middle of it right now. So let me encourage you. In the middle of it. This is a word we like in Pentecost right here. He said, in the middle of my trouble, I'm going to have revival. Are you reading that? Is that what it says? He said, in the middle of it, I'm having revival, and you're going to stretch forth your hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and your right hand's going to save me. One commentator said it like this, Bishop.
1: He said he's going to slap my enemy with his left hand, and he's going to pull me out with his right. He's going to reach down and slap the devil around with his left hand. But he's going to reach down with his right hand and say, with a mighty hand, I brought you out of it. I revived you in the middle of it. God help me in this room right now. Verse 8, he
0: said, the Lord... I need somebody here to believe this tonight God have mercy The Lord will Somebody say he will, he will. Ah. He will perfect That which concerns me He said the Lord your mercy endures forever Forsake not the work of thy hands What's the work of his hands? David speaking creatively. He talked about his word that's exalted. He said, "But don't forsake the work of your hands. What's that? It's day six. Creation. The work of his hands. He formed my frame. He knew me. He formed me, Reboko He said, "Let me remind you, Lord, I am the work of your hands. You shaped me. Hey." You formed me in your image. Lord, do not forsake me. You will perfect that concerning me. Somebody needs to believe that tonight. All things work together. Somebody shout it out tonight. All things work together.
1: All things. Oh, God, I wish somebody get that in your spirit right now. All things work together for my good.
0: I'm in His hand. I'm in His hand. I'm in His hand. I'm in His hand. hand. He's fighting with His left hand, and He's saving me with His right hand. I'm in His hand. I say that right now. I'm in His hand. I'm in his hand. I don't see the end in sight yet, but Sister Doris, I'm in his hand. He's working on me. I'm in his hand. I'm in his hand. I don't know what you're waiting on tonight, but somebody just needs to realize who you are. You're in his hand. You're in his hand. Everything's going to be all right. I got a feeling because I'm in his hand. I'm in his hand. What about tomorrow, Pastor? It's in his hands. What about next month? It's in his hands. What about my job? It's in his hands. What about my family? Put it in his hands tonight. Put it in his hands.
1: Put it in his hands.
0: It's in your hands. It's in your hands. Don't leve on the co shy. It's in his hands. 2022 is in his hands tomorrow's in his hands it's in his hands got this jotted down I wanted to share this with you I felt it so fitting A man by the name of Burgeon said this. His creating hands formed our souls at the beginning. His nail-pierced hands redeemed them on Calvary. And his glorified hands will hold our souls fast and not let them go forever. His creative hands formed you. His nail-pierced hands redeemed you. And his glorified hands will never turn you loose. (laughs) I think I'll stay in his hands. I said, I think I'll stay in his hands. Hallelujah. Father, with a mighty hand, you brought us out. With a mighty hand, you'll deliver us. When I was in trouble and did not have... Anywhere to turn, I called on you, Lord, and you answered. You heard me. You delivered me. You carried me through, God, when I didn't think I could make it. And I felt like I was going to lose my mind. With your strong hand, you redeemed me and pulled me through. God, you're reaching down in FPC tonight. You're reaching down in these altars. You're reaching down in these pews. You're reaching down over the wavelengths tonight. You're reaching down in somebody's living room with a mighty hand, with a mighty hand, with a mighty hand. Father, we praise you tonight. We honor your great name. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Could we fill this tabernacle with praise tonight in thy temple? Will I worship you in thy holy temple. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Anybody feel good in your sanctified soul tonight? Praise the Lord. Tomorrow night, the faithful saints of God will gather together here at this place for prayer meeting. It's going to be a time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I love you and I appreciate you, thank you for being faithful to the House of God. If we don't see you tomorrow night, we'll see you this weekend. May the Lord richly bless you be dismissed in Jesus.